0: making connections affecting the culture just doing life it's engage magazine on american family radio and because this is january we are continuing our discussion on life i don't know if if you listened last week or if you you know keep up with us on the podcast you noticed last week was a rerun and there's a reason uh the north pole decided to come and visit tupelo mississippi Mm -hmm. It covered us in about an inch and a half of snow. And if you know anything about the South, you know <laughs> that a half inch of snow will shut the city down.
1: Hey, it was two inches. Okay. It, okay.
0: Well, it's two inches, but two inches. Yeah. I we mean, were,
1: we were shut down. Yeah.
0: It was, <laughs> you were done. And, and in the midst of all of this, I had the flu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the flu is terrible. Yep. Yeah. It is terrible. But guys, I'm happy to be back with you.
1: I guess I'm glad to be back. I feel like it's been a while. And I know. It's,
0: uh-huh. well, I mean, we only missed one week, but it feels like it has been forever. And like my wife got so annoyed with me because I was like, hey, I got to I got to get these things out. I got to talk. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, so you just have to sit and listen for 30 minutes because <laughs> so that's rehearsal. how we do things. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. how we roll. I could almost hear the disappointment through your emails with me when <laughs> you found out we were going to have to do a pre-record. Yes, <laughs> I was extremely disappointed. I'll tell you guys this. I I love I love our listeners. I love getting feedback from our listeners. And genuinely, I miss doing this when we when we don't get to do it. Um, and, you know, one of the conversations we had was like, okay, well, if you guys are going to be in studio, I don't want to get anybody sick. So I'll just call in. Yeah. Let's just yeah. do that. I mean, and, <laughs> because
1: seriously, we love doing this. We love uh-huh. you guys who are listening. Um, Before we dive into yeah. this, why don't you tell our people where they came uh give a request if they want a certain topic they want us to discuss yeah
0: you can send. well here's the thing it's so many different ways uh if you'll connect with us on facebook facebook.com slash mag engage uh you can contact us there if you send a message it comes to us three Mm -hmm. um you can email engagefaq at afa.net uh and that again comes to all three of us uh go to engagemagazine.net contact us and it again comes to the three of us so we love your ideas in fact we've got an article coming up um, really soon based on a question from a reader Mm -hmm. wow Um, and so we we love getting feedback we love getting questions um and so all right guys so january yes we opened the month talking about what does it mean to be Mm pro-life then we followed that with okay in light of how we understand what pro-life means. Mm. Let's look at specific issues. Sure. And we took abortion, we took euthanasia, we took suicide, and we Mm. took physician-assisted suicide. And we had two more that we wanted to cover last time, but we decided, you know what, these are far too big. They deserve an episode of their own. And that's where we are today. So we've Mm. got two really big issues, and it is the death penalty and war. Yeah, man. And... I don't know if you guys noticed this in your research, but there's a lot of disagreement mm-hmm. um in these two issues. Mm-hmm. And so before we even get started, we're gonna state plainly where we stand and why we stand there. But we also want to recognize that there is room for grace here. Mm-hmm. And if you disagree with us, please let us know. It's part of the reason we wanted to open the program like we did. Let us know. Engage FAQ at AFA So here is the central question for the day, for the first segment. Can you be consistently, can you be pro-life, meaning anti-abortion, and can you be pro-death penalty?
1: Yes. <laughs> is, it, is that the short answer? <laughs> That's the shortest answer, yeah. but, but I,
0: I do agree with you. The question is how? Because in all of the questions that I saw online, it, it came down to that question of consistency. Right. Mm-hmm. How can you consistently call yourself pro-life and be in favor of the death penalty. And I think there's a lot more nuance to, yeah. you know, th- there's a lot of discussion to be had around it.
1: Everybody wants to simplify the issues way, way more than it should ever be simplified. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, it's because we have yeah. a, we have a Twitter,
1: um, yeah. a Twitter microwave. Culture. <laughs> right. Yeah. Microwave. I mean, you know, there's if, if you can't be, if you can't be
0: summed up in 140 characters, then it's not worth saying and yes. we take 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> deal with no, we're not a, um, <laughs> and We're not opposed to simplicity, but no, where, where,
1: where it's necessary, you know, where it can be done, but mm-hmm. stuff like this and topics like that, it, it can't be simple. Well, and also it
0: merits more yeah. than 140 characters, I think. Right. So, all right. So the question comes down to how, mm-hmm. right? How how are we consistently pro-life? And um, because I'll tell you this, and in, in, this was super interesting to me. Uh, there, there's a pretty widespread adoption by some Catholics, what they call the consistent life ethic, mm-hmm. right? Where they says that we support life from womb to tomb. Mm-hmm. So they do not support, I, I hope I, I state this right. They do not support any man-caused termination of Uh, life. mm -hmm. Okay? Hmm. Now, we don't—I personally, I don't agree with that. I do believe in the death penalty, but the question is, why? What you got, Wesley?
1: Well, here's the thing. God himself— and genesis 9 this is mm-hmm. we'll start here and i know there's arguments against what i'm about to say yep but and we'll uh, get there yeah we'll get there but if you just look at genesis chapter 9 uh, god ordained civil government and he or and he said there that if a man sheds a man innocent blood then that man's life should be taken mm-hmm. and so but you, why
0: and, and this is important yes because god later says in that same verse why it's a big deal for man is made in, in the
1: image. image of God. That's correct. And so that's why it's so important is that we take God at his word. And what I will say this too real quick, and then I'll reset and then we'll keep going. But another thing, as we talk about this topic and the topic in the next segment, I think it's important to remember from mm-hmm. the very beginning that there's three institutions. There's mm-hmm. the family, and there's the government, and then the church. And, and so, you've
0: got a series of articles on that. You got a series of articles mm-hmm. on that.
1: But it's so uh, the reason that's so important to distinguish because so many times, uh, among conversation among Christians or or non-Christians, but our people that are hostile to Christianity, they like to combine the two, the government and the church, yeah. and, and as if they're supposed to operate in the same manner, and they, as if they have the same role, similar roles. They have two distinct roles. Mm-hmm. I talk about that in my article, mm-hmm. And so it's important to remember that. And so I really want to hit that in the next segment. Yes. And so you're listening to Gage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening this afternoon. We're talking about some difficult topics. We'll give you this. uh, We're going to talk about it in general. We'll give you our bottom line. But we encourage you to go to the scriptures Mm -hmm. and see what it has to say for itself. Um, Now, history, uh, church history and uh, the teachings is what we come to how we come to our conclusion. And like TJ mentioned, there'll be a lot of grace here and a lot of areas of disagreement, but that's certain that, that we are all created in in, in the image Absolutely. of God and that right. we all have value and that God does ordain capital punishment. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So uh, what it comes down to for me, um, I, I see Micah 6, 8. He has told you, old man, what is good? What does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? To me, Part of the question, or, or what this all boils down to, I can stand against abortion because I want to protect innocence. Mm-hmm. I can stand for the death penalty because I stand for justice. Mm-hmm. right? And to me, that's what it boils down right. to. It is a question of innocence versus justice, because what has the baby done mm-hmm. to deserve the death penalty? Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what abortion is. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who is found guilty by, you know, we're talking now, this brings up a really important question. What do we do with, with the fact that over 150 men have been found innocent after being sentenced to death? Right.
1: Yeah. It, to me, it's, it seems that we don't take life seriously enough. Right. And we're too quick to the death penalty, mm-hmm. perhaps. And, you know, I think it's for that reason that the scripture teaches that there should be two or more witnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there should one. be
0: overwhelming yeah. evidence yeah. and witnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could not agree more um and so i i think what we have to do is we we need to um and this is what we always want to do here at engages we want to bring the issues to the scriptures and see what the scriptures say that's why we started mm. with genesis while we we looked at Mal uh, uh, malachi micah uh, i'll get it out here in a minute <laughs> but here's the thing gentlemen people are going to say oh that's all old testament yeah that's all law there's nothing new
1: testament mm. what you got wesley this is what I wanted to talk about. So I, in my study, one mm-hmm. of the one of the tools I use is the ESV Study Bible, and in the great back, Bible. yeah, in the back, they've got uh, this ESV Study Bible, and the back has a handful of um, uh, anything from the creation. The it's got theology, it's got ethics, it's got hi- Bible, uh, church history. So it's got a variety of different things. And we'll, well put a link to that because that is yeah, a great study Bible, it's a great resource. Well, and the final conclusion of capital punishment the ethics section it says ju- the title of this uh paragraph says justice and the role of government and here it gives you four um justifications mm-hmm. for capital punishment and then it says for this reason and and it uses i'll just go to give you the verses first it comes they come to these four conclusions using romans chapter 13 first chapter 2 and it says this number one an outpouring of divine justice in the presence in in the presence in this present life. A deterrent from personal vengeance, so it prevents someone else. Yeah. Right, which is something I want to get into in yes. just a minute. All right. Number three, a deterrent from further crimes. So you're so you're minimizing the life the future life of more murders by taking out the person who has committed murder. And then finally, number four, it that only has three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. All right,
0: So one of the things that I wanted to hit on on that is that just because we are pro death penalty um that does not mean that we are pro real life batman okay <laughs> right. um yeah, right. we we are not pro you know vigilantism mm-hmm. and you know and you going out and seeking vengeance right. uh the the reason that we believe in the death penalty um uh, gentlemen i think i can speak for you on this uh is because it is the function of mm-hmm. the state yes mm-hmm. and it is in the hands right. of the state and it should not be in the hands of
1: a, a, a civilian, yeah, an individual. And, and Paul explains that in, in mm-hmm. Romans chapter mm-hmm. 12, just the chapter and before. And 13. And 13. But in chapter 12, if you notice, he said, Vengeance is not mine, leave it to the wrath of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he explains there the personal revenge of vengeance from mm-hmm. one person to the yeah. other should be left in the hands of the god. So government. this
0: raises up a really interesting question
1: Can a Christian be an executioner? <laughs> he's play, oh, he's playing the role of a, gov- of a government official, and so I would say yes. Yes, I, I think so with a clean conscience because, um, like Wesley pointed out, there's the three institutions, and the one that God gave the authority of the sword is government. Right. And so if a Christian— Finds themselves in that position during government. God's given you, as a government official, the authority of the sword. Now, that is simplified and, <laughs> and worthy of simplification. Well yeah. done, Jordan. No, I well done. I think, that that job, is, Jordan. I think
0: that's spot on. Uh, there's a guy in, in uh, Christian history. His name is Thomas Aquinas, and mm-hmm. he is this great philosopher. He's just incredibly smart. Uh, but one of the things that he said was this. Now, the care of the common good is entrusted to the persons of rank, having public authority, wherefore they alone, this Mm -hmm. is what's important, they alone and not private individuals can lawfully put evildoers to death. Mm -hmm. And I think so what we have here uh, from the Old Testament, from the New Testament, throughout church history, I know I only read Thomas Aquinas, but uh, you can go and research Mm -hmm. this. um, the, The death penalty is one of those things that has been supported um for the vast majority throughout church history um and so that's that's why we stand where we stand because we look to scripture and we see this because we look to to christian history and we see this now we're going to hit something a little even harder in the next segment and we're going to be discussing war can a christian support war can a christian participate in war all of these questions
1: you're not going to want to miss it stay tuned